Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for teaching us how to pray. Help us to understand why and to practice prayer daily. Amen. Well, what did you notice about the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught in the Gospel this morning? Is it the same or different than the Lord's Prayer we do? It's different, right? It kind of makes you wonder, you know, you know, how come Jesus didn't know his own prayer? You know, the fact that we had to correct it later on. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. So what I'd like to do today is take a look at the Lord's Prayer, and we can compare and contrast a little bit what we find in Scripture versus what we actually pray. First of all, I would say that this is a great example of why we are not fundamentalists. No judgment against that, but Lutherans are not fundamentalists 
the scripture is inerrant, you must do everything exactly as it says. This is a perfect example, right? The Lord's Prayer presented in Luke is a lot shorter uh, than other places in the gospel and then what we actually pray as a church. We are, we're an amalgam of scripture and tradition and reason. And we own that. And we say, that's okay. We think about that. So looking at the Lord's Prayer itself, Luther broke it down into nine parts, nine parts in the small catechism, an introduction, seven petitions, and a conclusion. And when we look at that, it helps us with all of our prayers, both understanding the Lord's Prayer and how it works and just any time we want to pray. It can help us have structure and form and purpose to our prayer. So the, the introduction is um, Padre Nuestro que está en el cielo. All right, so in English, that would be our Father who art in heaven. That's the intro. That's the first part. And the purpose there is to understand God as a loving parent. Just like Jesus called God Abba. It's more like Daddy in Aramaic. We see God as a loving parent. Santificado sea tu nombre. Hallowed be thy name. So God's name is holy. Luther says there's nothing that we do to make God's name holy. God's name is holy all by itself. But we pray that that holiness is known in us. What is the name of God? God's actual name that we learned in Exodus when Moses is at the burning bush and he says to the burning bush, the presence of God, he says, who shall I say sends me to Egypt? I am. Jehovah, I am who I am. I will be who I will be, the great I am. Think about that for a second. If you were to say God's name, you'd be saying, I am. The very presence of God in us. Okay. Padre nuestro que está en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Venganos tu reino. Thy kingdom come. Again, very important here that the kingdom of God, heaven, is not just pie in the sky by and by. We pray that God's kingdom comes here. Again, notice the difference between sort of a popular version of Christianity we get in popular media that this earth is going to be destroyed and we're all going to leave in a rapture. It's not really biblical. Biblical is that God's kingdom comes here. We care about this earth. We care about this place. We don't want to destroy it. We want it to exist for millennia. So when Jesus shows up, we can stand before our Lord and say, we have taken care of this place and of one another. It is not on God's agenda to destroy this earth. We pray that God's kingdom comes and heals this earth and that we would be God's instruments to make that happen. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Vénganos tu reino, hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como está en el cielo. A similar idea, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. We humbly pray that we would do God's will on earth. So these first half of the prayer, these first four petitions, introduction and the next three, all have to do with really praising God, with thanking God, with giving adulation to God. And so the lesson is when you pray, even if it's not the Lord's Prayer, the first part of your prayer can, some people would say should, always be about thanking and praising God. Before we pour out our needs, help me with this, help me with that, we start by thanking God for everything that God has given us. And that gives us perspective. Then we move on to the ask. Now that we've thanked and we've praised God, now we start to ask God for the stuff that we need. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día, la pan cotidiana. Quotidian, isn't that a fun word? Quotidian, daily. Give us today our daily bread, right? Like I talked about with the children, we pray for enough bread for one day. That's all Jesus told us to pray for. And it's okay to do that. Bread in the physical, literal sense, bread in the sense to be able to fill up my gas tank, bread in the sense to have a place to live, it's an ample understanding of bread, but its core basic meaning, enough to get by for one day. There's a profound trust and trusting that every day God will provide through us and through creation what we need to survive and live well together in God's kingdom. Forgive us our sins as, as we forgive. Forgive us our trespasses, same thing, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Trespassing and sin are a similar idea. Crossing a boundary, going into an area that we shouldn't, whether that's geographical or moral or ethical. Please forgive us as we forgive others. No nos dejes en tentación. Lead us not into the time of temptation. Right. And that's one that always kind of puzzles people. Why would God tempt us? If you might notice in the gospel this morning, they translate it, don't lead us into the time of trial. So it has a little bit different sense. Not so much that God would tempt us, but of course, it's always possible that we could receive judgment. So if you've ever struggled with this, that's one way to think about it. You're praying that God wouldn't judge us based on our sin. Don't lead us into the time of trial. Okay? And the eighth one, no nos dejes en tentación, mas libranos del mal. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. We pray that God would protect us. Protect us. There are things in the world that we might fear. And we pray in the Lord's Prayer that, that God would save us from those things. 
So I underlined in orange the parts that are in our gospel reading this morning. These aren't in it. So through tradition and studying other parts of the Bible, we as a church, not just Lutherans, but Lutherans and Catholics and Methodists, we've, through the centuries, we have crafted this prayer. It's an amalgamation of what we know Jesus said and what we think he meant to say. Um, and I, I say that last part with my tongue in my cheek. The point is tradition brings us together for this prayer. And finally, uh, this part also is not in the gospel today, but it's part of our tradition. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And Luther called that an extended amen. It reiterates the previous parts of the prayer. Um, so, the point is, when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he gave them this as a guide. You can think of it as a formula or a recipe. It's a recipe for prayer, a receta. You start off praising God, thanking God for all that God has done. Then we, we, we ask what we need help for. And that's just a basic way to prayer. You'll notice even the prayer of the day we do at the beginning of each worship service follows that formula. It always starts off with a praise and, a, and an adulation of God and then moves into what we need. Now, when we think about this, we get some questions. Questions like, why doesn't everyone have their daily bread? Why are we so prone to temptation? Why is there evil in the world and people suffer from the hands of violence? These are critical questions that we ask and that we should ask as we mature in the faith. And when we begin to ask those questions, we have a choice to make. We could move into doubt and say, man, I don't know if this works. Or we could move deeper into faith. And that's the second half of the gospel reading this morning where Jesus says, okay, I'll give you the formula. You want the formula? Here's the formula. Ba, 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 ba. But if you want to move deeper in prayer, listen to what I have to say. What did he say? He said, imagine that you go to your friend's house and you need to borrow some bread. And you go in the middle of the night, you knock on the door, knock, 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 and your friend says, hey, I love you. You're my friend. You know we hang out. It's all good, but I ain't giving you bread. I am tired. The door's locked. Apparently, in ancient times, it was really hard to lock a door. You had to, like, pile stuff against it. It, was no, it wasn't just like, here's the bread, right? But Jesus said, if you're insistent, if you keep knocking and you persevere, perseverance, impertinencia, your friend will finally yield just to make you be quiet and go away. Here's the bread. Leave me alone. This is a deeper understanding of prayer. When we think about daily bread, is there enough bread on the face of the earth for everybody to get some? Is there enough grain? There is. There is, actually. Enough food is grown 
there's enough, if we take care of the earth, that everybody can have enough food. And God is so full of grace and love that God created this planet where there is enough for everybody. So when we ask ourselves, how come not everyone has enough food, is that God's fault or is that our fault? And if it's our fault, then prayer becomes more than a formula for for bending the will of God, and it becomes a spiritual discipline for us. God's made the bread. Now it's up to us to share the bread, to pay attention to our neighbor who may not have bread and give to the neighbor. The grain is there. Have we opened up the pathways for the grain to move to every place in the world it needs to go? Jesus goes on and he gives some similar examples of a child asking for a parent for an egg and so forth and so on. And finally Jesus says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. So the deeper understanding of the Lord's Prayer is that it's not works righteousness, right? It's not, a, it's not a religious thing we do to win points with God because God's grace is freely given to us. And so really it's a work of faith. It's an act of faith that helps us to ask, seek, and knock Trusting that God's grace has given us everything that we need. And now, by having faith, it's trusting that it's all there. Everything is there that we need. And by faith, we serve and we share that God's kingdom would truly be manifested on earth. And the final word Jesus says on this teaching of prayer is the Holy Spirit. Every time we breathe, we receive the Holy Spirit that gives us strength and faith to serve God and for God's kingdom to come. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for teaching us to pray. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your abundant wonderful, beautiful earth. We thank you for creating humans in your image who in our innermost identity you said we are very good. So we ask that indeed we would receive your Holy Spirit. Please forgive us where we have gone in error and help us to live by faith following your will that your kingdom would come here on earth, just as it is in heaven. Amen.